Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I find it very hard to see the logic behind some of the moves you have made with this fine organization. This is the Rich Eisen Show. All right, here comes the judge. Aaron Judge, the Yankees want to give him $17 million. Judge wants $21 million. Hey, Yankees, $4 million bucks. How's got that in the ashtray? Earlier on the show, ESPN college basketball analyst Jay Billis. Coming up, Eagles offensive tackle Lane Johnson. Senior writer for Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix. Plus, actor Michael Mando. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Oh, yeah. Hour number two, the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on NBC Sports on Peacock, NBC Sports, Sirius XM Channel 85. It's NBC Sports Audio is what it's called. We also have uh, this show on Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio Network, Coast to Coast, and Odyssey app. If you want to listen to us on the Odyssey app, that's great. We say hello to our podcast listeners listening whenever you're darn well please. It's your your right as a podcast listener, and we just hope you hit that subscribe button on the Cumulus Podcast Network or however you acquire the podcast so uh, we know who you are and you know who us, and uh, you're part of that old RSS feed, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show 431,000 subscribers. 431,853, last I checked, for those scoring at home. Um, and we appreciate anybody who, who subscribes to us. Um, Chris Brockman, we ended that last hey, hour with a fascinating question because it's the 38th anniversary of the Karate Kid, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we're asking people to call in, and the phone lines are lit, about which fictional sporting event would you like to have been, for instance, at the All-Valley competition where, spoiler alert, a... A crane kick uh, wrapped things up <laughs> 38 years ago in the Valley here in uh, Southern California. How about Ty Webb, Danny Noonan, oh, against gosh. Judge Smales and the Judge. And Dr. Beeper. And, and Dr. Beeper. Yes, of course. That's, uh, would, you, would you like to be at that sporting? That's not really an event. But, uh, uh, I get it. So call in 844-204-RICH, number to dial, and we will take your calls this hour. Um, sit back and enjoy the conversation we're going to have in about 18 minutes time with the Sports Illustrated's Chris Mannix with all the intrigue surrounding the NBA draft going on on the trade front. But joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is one of our favorites from the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't, I don't know. Has he ever been on this program, Christopher? I don't think okay. so. Okay. Um, he is the fourth overall selection of the 2013 NFL draft out of Oklahoma. Man who's still manning that line for the Philadelphia Eagles, Lane Johnson here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Lane? Doing good. Uh, nice to finally be on with you. This is this. So this is your your maiden voyage on this program. Is that correct? I believe. I believe. Unless you might have uh, interviewed me, maybe draft night, but that would have been a long time ago. Uh, okay. Well, I am glad that you are here on this program, and um, and uh, I I know there's a lot going on in your life. We're, we are focused many times in this in this business on that t- that tight end summit that's going down this very week. You know, with uh, with tra- you know Travis Kelsey and Greg Olson and George Kittle putting something together, but you have your own uh, summit for offensive linemen, the fifth annual offensive line masterminds summit coming up in Oklahoma City in July. That that is coming up, correct? Did I get that right? Uh, yes, yes, coming up. It's actually uh, down there in uh, at the Star there in Frisco. So oh, that's great. where we've been meeting. Uh, this is our fifth year. Uh, it's July 8th to the 9th, and, and it was really just a way to get a bunch of uh, veteran, former NFL players, uh, Hall of Famers to come in there and just spread knowledge to, to guys in the game, 
coaches wanting to learn about the game or maybe college players that are trying to improve their game. So I, I, I think I screwed that up. It's Metro Ford of Oklahoma City that is sponsoring the Mastermind Summit. So uh, a couple questions here then. Um, so does that mean you, Lane Johnson of the Philadelphia Eagles, doing this in Frisco, Texas, um, you have to reach out to Jerry Jones and the Cowboys and, and make a deal? Is that, is that what's happening? Did it happen? No, it's, it's, uh, uh, we rented a spot out from uh, Baylor Scott White, so where a lot of guys train at and uh, rehab at. So this is where we have it. This, it's a nice place. Um, yeah, but it, but it is, unfortunately, in Dallas Cowboy uh, territory, right okay. in the heart of it. Okay, and so uh, do you do reconnaissance when you're there? Take some uh, – uh, any, any recon? While you're down there, no, I just, I just no, I just walk around and, uh, and admire how nice everything is. Okay, so very, very lovely place. Okay, very good. Uh, and where does the term masterminds come from, Lane Johnson? In relation uh, to the masterminds, uh, comes from uh, learning from the best in the game. So my whole intention was, whenever I was a young guy coming out, I only played all, offensive tackle for two years. I played quarterback in JUCO, and then I played tight end DN, and finally moved to offensive tackle. So my whole goal was to learn from the best. So. I remember coming out, I remember hearing about Anthony Munoz, I remember hearing about Walter Jones, uh, Jason Peters, and but I never got a, really a chance to get in a room with them and, and learn from them. So um, what I'm doing here is bringing uh, Hall of Fame players to come and speak, guys that are really good in the league now that are, that are um, you know, having stellar careers, come in and, and share how they approach the game, um, how, they, how they attack uh, training, and really just talk ball. So this year uh, we have Willie Rove coming in. Nice. Uh, Steve, Hutch- Steve Hutchinson, <sighs> uh, Mark Slareth, and, uh, and Nolan Crute. So those will be kind of the keynote speakers. I think Will Shields might show up. Uh, so we're looking forward to him too. So, yeah, I mean, it's a great way for guys to just uh, learn more football and, and talk for it a few days before, you know, training camp starts here uh, in, a, in a month or so. That's right. Training camp starting for a Philadelphia Eagles team that's got the fan base all – fired up uh not only because you guys made the playoffs last year but uh also have acquired some talent not only in the draft through the actual draft but on draft night were you as surprised as everybody else that aj brown was acquired by the eagles on draft night lane i was i was surprised and then uh, man i was i was very happy he's uh he's a physical specimen i mean when you look at him he has like uh um like a andre johnson type built uh explosive so i'm excited to have him to pair uh, with Devontae and, and the rest of our receiving core. So, and, and then the guys that we had in the draft with uh, Jordan Davis um, from Georgia and Kobe, uh, Cam Jurgens from uh, from Nebraska. Mm. So, I think those guys can 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 help out immediately. Well, let's 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 focus on some of those guys. Let's start with uh, Jordan Davis at first. Were, were you? I don't know if you were tuned to the combine. I was sitting there doing it for NFL Network. And watching Jordan Davis move around and be as fast as he was was just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, were you watching that at the time? Not yeah, yeah uh, I wasn't watching, but I, but I remember hearing about the forty time. Then I went and watched it. I was going, oh, I was, it was unbelievable. You know, seeing somebody run that fast and that size it's unheard of. Um, and just his physical presence, man. I mean, that's a guy that can that can uh, clog, you know, both a gaps, can play nose, can probably you know play all over. Very versatile. I think he's just going to complement uh, what we already have interiorly with Javon Hargrave and uh, Fletcher Cox. What, what do you think? I mean, uh, for, from just your point of view, being an offensive lineman, you know, you might not square off uh, positionally right across the line from somebody like Jordan Davis. But it, what what will he present as a problem? Do you think to the rest of the uh, colleagues of yours on the offensive lines across the league? Do you think? <laughs> Uh, you know, when we have uh, tough matchups and tackles, uh, you know, every now and then we'll play the Rams and the, and the guards and center will have Baron Donald. So we call it just passing the, the offering play, kind of like what they do in church. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, when you, when, when you see guys like that, it's like, well, uh, you know, you better, be, better be ready on the inside. I got to worry about my guys on the, on the outside. But, uh, yeah, I mean, really, really the only time I'll be attacking uh, that guy is really on like a, a down block or – a combination block with a guard, so uh, that's that's a good favor for me. Well, and speaking on the inside, Cam Jurgens, you mentioned him. We had him on prior to the draft, and uh, Beef. I love the nickname Beef because he's got his own Beef Jurgens. Uh, have you have yeah. you have you sampled some of that uh, dried I, meat I, yet, I, Lane? I, I haven't got a chance to, but I, but I figure training camp will be a good uh, opportunity for for us to get a 
for all of us to get some of that. Freebies, yeah, I right? I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> yeah. freebies from the rookie. you got to get that. Freebies, a- absolutely. You're not paying for that. Come on. You should, I'm not paying for it, no. You, you should show up. You should, <laughs> you should show up. You should take your bags. and. in the room. He's going to sponsor the room with it. <laughs> uh, you, oh, you, you, did you not know about it? Am I informing you about his? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're informing me about it. Oh. No clue. Yeah, he's got his own beef jerky called Beef Jurgens, um, and so he's got it going, and he's nasty. Apparently, that's his streak. He is nasty, nasty. Um, wh- yeah. have, have you gotten to meet him I, at all yet? I, I have. I've gotten to watch him uh, move around, so I think what, you know, Philadelphia's had in, in Kelsey's one yep. of the best centers maybe of all time, you know, as far as athleticism, uh, you know, and I think what they're trying to do is find somebody that can fit that mold, that can uh, make all the checks of the line. So it's a, the center is a very cerebral position. It's, it's much like the linebacker, um, uh, middle linebacker for the defense, making all the calls. Um, he might be a little bit longer in Kelsey. For, you know, they, they look at arm length. Yep. Uh, but very similar makeup as far as athleticism and, and explosion. Well, I, I, Lane Johnson here on the Rich has a show. Uh, obviously, Jason Kelsey still manning that position. He has decided to – uh, stick around and still play football. I am mandated to ask you your favorite Jason Kelsey story that you can tell right here on live television and radio. You got a good one for me? Uh, yes, this is. Uh, yeah, I don't think you'll get mad at this one. Okay. Okay. So I'm a so I'm a freshman. I'm the first. You know, I'm the first pick. Or not a freshman. I'm a uh, rookie. Yep. Um, Chip Kelly's the coach. We're doing walkthrough in the indoor, and you know the linemen were over there in their own section doing buck, you know uh, blocking on buckets. You know, looking at different. Uh, different defenses, and so they called to a blow the whistle to walk through, and I had his helmet underneath one of those trash cans, and it takes him about five minutes to find it. He's stalling them, he's flipping them, and the coach is telling him to come on, what are you doing? And he sees me laughing, so he knows I'm the culprit behind it, and he runs at me full speed and tries to cat magazine punt me in the, in the private area. He misses. He hits my kneecap. Oh. He thinks he breaks his foot, and he, he leaves practice to go get an MRI on it the same day. What? But was everyone healthy after all said and done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just bruised his foot, but uh, yeah, he missed. Uh, he missed the rest of that day with a uh, with a foot strain. <laughs> so. Uh, well, I'm glad you can laugh about it now. Obviously, did you know he was showing up in the Mummers outfit for the parade? Did you know that uh, that day or no? Yeah, um, yeah, I saw it. I saw it earlier uh, in the day before we took off. So, uh, yeah, I was. I, I knew he was going to get hot in all the running around he did in it. But uh, uh-huh. what a speech! <laughs> no doubt about that. And obviously, Lane Johnson here on the Rich Eisen Show. In order for the Eagles to get back to the Super Bowl and win another one, uh, it's a quarterback-driven league. And Jalen Hurts is the man. There's no question about it. Is it true yep. he is working out in your house with you, Lane Johnson? Uh, I think he trains all over. Uh, when we were up there, we were training mostly at the uh, at the facility. But whenever I'm not there, a lot of the guys train there. Uh, my trainer's there full-time, you know, mm-hmm. year-round. He'll send me workouts if I'm not there. So, yeah, it's really kind of open uh, open door policy just kind of let me know so if you're in the region and need a good workout oh. i know uh, ba- uh baldy gets in there from time to time and this, so it's just a, i think it's just a little getaway get slowly turn into a to a country club so are you saying brian baldinger could be uh you know working in with jalen hurts is that what you're saying in in your that's, in your that's what, I, that's what i'm saying you'll know if uh if if Baldy was there, because he usually deadlifts and does some other stuff. <laughs> I am not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. By the way, uh, Chris Brockman, write it down. Great nickname for a fantasy team. Baldy's deadlift. That would be a great fantasy <laughs> team name. Um, so how how does Hertz look to you, Lane? Because that is, uh, I'm sure uh, you're aware, that is the conversation nationally by a bunch of fans saying that the Eagles are still looking over the steering wheel at a replacement for Jalen and that it's not really his long-term team, that he's still lacking um, at that position. Uh, I'm just yeah. giving you what the general sense of what a lot of folks are saying. What do you say to that, Lane Johnson? I say, uh, you know, what an opportunity. Um, I remember when I was a young player and uh, and trying to prove myself and, and, and as much as you may not like some of the criticism, um, that can be your best uh, motivator and best ally uh, throughout the, the thick of it. I think you can ask the majority of players, and they'll say the same thing. So um, the good thing about Jalen is that he's always very composed. Uh, he's a great leader. He works hard, and he's just a tremendous athlete. And I think you only saw 
a little spark of, of what he can be last year. And I think with the compliments of what we have, um, you know, offensively, I think we can we can explode this year. But um, you know, the main thing, Coach uh, Sirianni teaches us in check is you know he teaches us you know just one day at a time and stay in the moment and, and control what you can control, which is easier said than done. So you, this is his this is hurts his team as far as you're concerned, not just this year but beyond. Lane. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And so, what what does he say about this stuff off camera or just hanging out while you're working out? Does he is there any conversation about his approach, his mentality, his mindset to all of this, Lane? Uh, no, I mean mostly he he kind of lays low uh, most of the time. Okay. He spins. He'll come over and work at my place some, but uh, a, a lot of it's with his receivers, guys he's going to be throwing to. You know, I, I can only do so much. I'm trying to keep these guys off of him so he can make plays. Uh, <laughs> right. But, yeah, um, as far as ability, he has it all. I think uh, he wants to put it all together. And uh, and I think whenever we do that, I think we can we can take off. But, yeah, I mean, like everybody, everybody uh, hears criticisms uh, about themselves. And, um, you know, that's something that I had to face. It's something that, that every player has to face. But, um, yeah, this year, um, and, and as you know, usually they give – Guys, you know, two three year window uh, at any position, really to, uh, to to make a stance. So here we go. And uh, last one for you: Is it true that the place that you're referring to, where folks work out um, at your house, is called the Bro Barn? Is that a true story, as well? Uh, yeah, that is fact. Uh, people ask me uh, how hmm. it came to name. I, you know, I really don't know. Just a lot of my bros are there you know, hmm. training every day. They kind of kind of fit, kind of stuck with everybody. So. Yeah, open door policy. So uh, let me know if you're in town. We'll, we can we can hook you up. Well, I'm I'm a bro. Um, <laughs> I, I I I don't mind being in a barn. Yeah, uh, it does it look like a barn? Is that why it's called uh, that, or is yeah, it just yeah. for alliteration yeah, it reasons? Actually, it actually was a barn, oh. um, and it was owned by the adjacent property, and they eventually sold it. So when I inherited, when I bought the place, I had to revamp it. But we actually have a turf strip on the on the back too, about 25 yards. So if you want to. Work on your start uh, for the forty-yard dash. I think we can probably get a few tenths off. Um, the next time we run in Indianapolis, a few tenths. That is um, that is a very uh, high bar for me to be very honest with you, <laughs> Lane. You know, but I'll take it I, I, if I'm in the area. Look for me out. So I just just stop by. Is that what I do? Just ring the doorbell and say I'm here for the bro barn. That's what I yeah, basically said. Yeah, we may, yeah, we may be in the barn, so you may have to just go okay. knock on the on the okay. barn door. Fantastic! <laughs> I will do that. Lane Johnson, uh, have a great time at your fifth annual offensive line mastermind summit presented by Metro Ford of OKC on July eighth through ninth. Uh, and look for my call during training camp. Uh, I'd love to chat with you when uh, when things really the sweat starts to to flow. Thank you. Yes, sir. Appreciate Sounds it. Good. Thank you. That's Lane Johnson right here of the. Philadelphia Eagles love talking to offensive linemen, masterminds of the sport. Jalen hurts his team, baby. I, I'm 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 slowly talking myself into that one too. Slowly, <laughs> slowly. Oh, it seems oh, like you got yeah. full strength. I'm taking, I'm taking some I'm, I'm taking some time here. We got Jason Garrett on tomorrow, coach. Oh, you know, to be fair and balanced, I assume he's still. Has some Cowboys blood in him. We're going to have a nice, hope. clean 500 show tomorrow. Wow. This is just. <laughs> Are you saying we're going to clap a lot tomorrow? It's, is I mean, what you're saying? There's going to be a lot of clapping, and it's going to be totally You do average. know that Jason Garrett is one of the nicest, sweetest, smartest yep. coaches that's ever existed. And now he's part of NBC Sports, which is part of our world and community. You and, realize and, that? And he's I'm a gonna, guest. I'm going to be very excited. Oh we're going to clap. And he's oh. a gonna guest be, in our home, and we're going to disrespect him. Totally, like, I would be surprised if he totally just backs out. All right, here's the deal. So many people are on hold wanting to tell us about their, their – their, I didn't ask this of Lane Johnson. I should have asked him. Dang it. Which, Lane back which, on? Which, which fake sporting uh, – what movie sporting event would he want to have attended to most? Well, ask him of Mannix then. And then um, Chris Mannix is next. And then we're going to clear the phone banks. We got, we got nothing but time for you after we talk to Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated, to find out just who's coming to the Philadelphia 76ers for TJ Jefferson. <laughs> That's coming up next. And what is up with Kyrie Irving? And what is up with the draft? What is, what is going on in tape? Chris Mannix coming up. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. 
O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, NBA Draft tomorrow night. We already talked about it with Jay Billis of the Worldwide Leader in Sports and joining us from Sports Illustrated, getting set for the NBA Draft and its coverage and all the intrigue surrounding it on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. None other than Chris Mannix back here on the program. How you doing, Chris? Stopping, Rich. Are you in Brooklyn yet? Have you made it? You going? No, mm-hmm. I, I I don't get a lot of value out of being at the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just better to kind of work from home and, uh, you know, you work the phones, do things about that way. All right. So let's get into it. Uh, how do you think it plays out tomorrow night? What's your best guess right now? Well, it, it sure seems like Jabari Smith is uh, trending towards the top of the draft. And after that, I, I don't know. It's anybody's guess. I was talking to an executive this week who felt like there was a lot of fluidity, not just in the top three or four picks, but – top eight picks uh really so um this could be one of those drafts we look back on four or five years later and and say hey you know the seventh pick could try to be the best player in this draft that's how at least that's how it's viewed by a few of the decision makers across the league so who is that player who do you think that player could be wind up being i don't know a lot of intrigue around chet holmgren right now um i don't think he goes inside the top three could be wrong i mean i haven't i've been more locked in the finals and free agency and things like that right the draft but but chet is the guy that i think um you know could wind up in that four to seven range and you know if he develops the kind of strength you need to have to play at the nba level he's got premier defensive instincts he looks like he's going to be a good three-point shooter um he's got all the physical or at least all the tools the skills to be a great NBA player, um, physically how his body develops is the question. And if he's going to play a lot of five, some of the four, um, you know, he's going to have to de- need to develop the strength to keep those bigger players off the glass. So Chris Maddox here on the Rich Eisen Show. So in advance of the draft, what is happening outside of the draft world that can affect the draft? Positioning, players being traded, things of that nature. What are you hearing about? Well, there's a lot of you know, jockeying of teams trying to move up and, you know, teams with multiple draft picks are the ones you really want to keep an eye on. Oklahoma City, you know, for one, you know, they've got several picks in that first round and quite frankly, the Thunder don't have the roster spots for them at this point. I mean, they'll keep the number two overall pick in the draft because they need another franchise player to, you know, play opposite Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, a really nice core they have in Oklahoma City right now. They hit on this number two overall pick. Uh, they'll be in a great position uh, moving forward. So they're probably the team I'm watching most right now because of the number of picks they have in the first round. 
And uh, our our colleague at uh, the Worldwide Leader, Woj, said today that if you're a general manager and you haven't heard from Daryl Morey asking for a player on your roster uh, being offered Tybal on the 23rd overall pick in the draft in return, then you don't have your phone on. What what do you think Daryl Morey's <laughs> up to? What do you think? Well, he's trying to to create some financial flexibility on that roster. Um, whether that's to try to make a run at a guy like P.J. Tucker or somebody else, um, it's not entirely clear at this moment, but he is trying to create uh, financial flexibility. They're going to be a very expensive team over the next couple of years, and even with James Harden back, uh, that team obviously needs something. And a guy like P.J. Tucker, who, by the way, is I think still a strong favorite to go back to Miami and will have a handful of other suitors, including Brooklyn, um, that'll be recruiting him hard over the next few weeks. Uh, he would look pretty good playing opposite Joel Embiid uh, in that front court or, or backing him up in, in some spots. So uh, th- that, I think, is one of the top targets of Philadelphia and why they're trying to clear uh, some cap space and create some flexibility. No, I know NBA Twitter is having their fun at the age of P.J. Tucker, but, I mean, you just take a look at championship teams over the last few years or teams that have aspirations of – uh, championships over the last few years, and P.J. Tucker's on it. I mean, he the, the guy's yeah. a winner, and he does everything. Uh, he, he's sort of a, he's sort of a modern day, you know, and he's kind of developed. He wasn't really a modern day big when he started in the NBA, right? Um, but he's really developed into that over the last few years, where he can play multiple positions. He's really, really developed that corner three, which is mm. is critical when you're playing driving kick in today's league. Uh, so he's he's mastered the things you need to master to have longevity in the NBA, and, and you mentioned kind of the, the experience he's had, you know, playing for Milwaukee, playing for Miami, uh, winning a championship, uh, showing the kind of toughness defensively against Kevin Durant in the playoffs. Um, you know, he, he's as valuable a role player as you're going to get. So as I said, the market, um, if P.J. decides to explore it, from what I've, I've heard, he's very happy in Miami. And, and financially, there's, there's a reason for him to opt out of that contract because he can get a bigger one with Miami if he stays, if he just by by opting out, so that may this may just be procedural for PJ Tucker, um, but if he looks elsewhere, the market will be pretty strong. And then just you know, with Miami, Chris Mannix, uh, you know Riley, it, it, I, you just know I think he's itching to make a big move or 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 be part of whatever next big move can be made. That the team is close. Um, and I'm just wondering what the big move could be made, not just by Miami, but just by anybody right now, uh, whether it's tomorrow night or next week in advance of the new league year in free agency. Like, what is a foot on that front? Chris? Well, most of the teams that I've talked to, at least the ones that are looking to do something along those lines, are monitoring Bradley Beal the closest. Now, you know, Beal said recently at an event he's made a decision about his Wizards' future. Um, he has not yet revealed what that is. Um, you know, Washington has been operating with an expectation that he is going to re-sign a max contract there. But, you know, Beal is the kind of guy that Miami has craved for years. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia is another team that's been, been hot after Beal for a long time. Boston has had a lot of interest in Bradley Beal. You can bet a team like Golden State is very interested in Beal and has the young assets potentially to offer the Wizards in a situation like that. So you're really looking at him as being one of the true kind of team movers or or, uh, landscape-altering kind of deals that could potentially be out there. For Miami, though, as well, you know, I think Miami is a probable landing spot for John Wall if he gets bought out and when he gets bought out of this contract. Wall, of course, hasn't played in a calendar year, but – you know, given how Kyle Lowry looked banged up last year and, you know, it looked a little bit older at this stage, having a player like John Wall who could step in either in a backup role or, or a complementary role, I think would be valuable and enhance Miami as well. Chris Mannix is Sports Illustrated here on the Rich Eisen Show in advance of the NBA draft in Brooklyn, New York on Thursday night. So speaking of Brooklyn, you're a host of the NBA draft. What is the latest on Kyrie and their maneuverings, do you think? Well, it's going to come down to what kind of contract Tyree can swallow and what kind of contract the Nets can swallow. It's really as simple as that. I mean, my, my read of, of the latest round of reporting is that it's, it's Kyrie's way of, 
of seeking leverage. It's it's pretty obvious that's the case. Um, there's no upside for the Nets to kind of leak something like that out there. There's all upside for Kyrie to um, make it seem like there's a market for him when the reality is there really isn't, not unless he's willing to take a significant pay cut, you know, in the neighborhood of $26 million per year to play somewhere else, like whether it's the Lakers, the Clippers, or another franchise. He's not going to Indiana. He's not going to Portland. He's probably not going to San Antonio. So this was about creating leverage for Kyrie. And, you know, I wrote about this a little bit this week. And, you know, as expected as this moment was where Kyrie and the Nets reach something of an impasse on in contract talks, to me, so too is the resolution where Kyrie and the Nets figure something out because both sides need each other. I mean, Kyrie needs the Nets for a big contract, a chance to play with Kevin Durant, and a chance to win. The Nets need Kyrie to have any chance of competing at the highest level and to keep Kevin Durant happy because if Kyrie walks, I mean, Kevin Durant's going to be looking around going, all right, I've got Ben Simmons, I've got Joe Harris, I've got Seth Curry. Is that enough to win me a championship in, in the twilight of my career? He's 34 years old at this point. He's probably got two or three more elite years left in him. Um, you've got to keep Kevin Durant happy at this stage. So my feeling all along is that these two sides would, would come to some kind of agreement where it's not quite a max contract, which is a win for Brooklyn, and it's not a massive haircut, which would be uh, a win for Kyrie. And, and in the most Los Angeles moment in the uh, near eight-year history of my show, Chris Mannix, I had Darvin Ham call in, even though he was a two-minute walk away from the studio. <laughs> um, and and he, he, he is all in uh, publicly on Westbrook. He had dinner with Westbrook. He had... He's he's talking. You know, Westbrook was there at the press conference when he was talking up Westbrook that Westbrook is going to um, absolutely sacrifice and play defense because that's what Darvin Ham is bringing to the Los Angeles Lakers. And I even said to the coach, like, you know, a lot of people are, are sent, saying good luck with that, and he couldn't be more positive. And and I loved talking to him, but I I, I still. I'm sitting here in the good luck with that category. I wonder what you think the Lakers are thinking deep down as they get set for this draft night. Well, they're hoping that Darvin Ham is right and that Russell Westbrook is more than just talk at this point because they don't have a choice in bringing Westbrook back. He, There is no market for him whatsoever if you're not going to attach draft capital to him, and the Lakers have been unwilling to do that when teams have called to to discuss that. So, you know that they're. This is what where they're at at this point. Now I'm, I'm a little bit bemused by the idea that Westbrook's now willing to sacrifice and change. And you know I know Westbrook was frustrated by his relationship with Frank Vogel, which also bemused me. Since I mean Vogel played Westbrook 81 games. He started him in every game. He played him 33 plus minutes per game. The idea that Frank Vogel didn't believe in Russell Westbrook is not supported by facts or supported by evidence. And, I, look, I, I love Darvin Ham. I came on your show and told you it was a home run mm-hmm. uh, for the Lakers. But the idea that Russell Westbrook is going to be an elite point-of-attack defender, again, doesn't line up with the facts. The last time Russell Westbrook was an elite defender, I think, was in college when he was, what, the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year at one point. In the pros, he's been athletic and he's collected steals, but being a that, that doesn't make you a great defender, you know, in this league. So I don't know how at in his mid thirties, Westbrook's going to become this key to a Lakers defense. It just it just doesn't fit who he is at this stage. And look, all last year, you know, Frank Vogel and the Lakers coaching staff talked to Russell Westbrook about the importance in the offseason of developing into a shooter because that's what's going to carry Westbrook into the latter stages of his career. It's going to keep him in the league, quite frankly, in the latter stages of his career. For what I was told, those comments kind of, or that that, uh, advice fell on deaf ears with Westbrook. Now, maybe Darvin Ham has a stronger relationship. Maybe he's been able to get through to him. Maybe Westbrook at this, you know, in weeks and months after the season has had something of an epiphany. But, Rich, if Westbrook doesn't come in 
a significantly better shooter. I'm not sure how you do that in one offseason, but if he does come in a significantly better shooter, the Lakers are going to be right back where they started with, with Westbrook being a player who can give you some highlight real moments during the season, but in the totality of it, not be a net positive for you. Well, put your NBC Sports Boston hat on for a minute, Chris Mannix. Uh, what is the postmortem for the Eastern Conference champs after coming two wins shy of the, the whole enchilada? It's that everything's fine out there. I mean, I, I, there, I keep seeing some talk about re- replacing Marcus Smart because you need a lead ball handler. That's ridiculous. Marcus Smart is the defensive player of the year, and this team is in the finals not because of their offensive fluidity, but because they were the best team in the NBA defensively by a country mile. And that had a lot to do with Marcus Smart. You don't need to shake up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. You know, they just went up against a more experienced team that was just a little bit better and a little bit more confident in what they could do in that type of situation in the finals. If they had gone up against, say, you know, Phoenix, they would have beaten Phoenix. If they had gone up against Memphis or Dallas or any of those other teams, that were in the Western Conference playoffs, I think they would have beaten those teams. Golden State, the core of that team with Curry, Thompson, and, and, and Draymond were just too refined for that type of moment. They were too prepared for that type of moment. The Celtics looked like a team in their first finals. They threw the ball away. Jason Tatum, more turnovers than anybody in playoff history in that postseason. These are all things that get better with time and with maturity. And I think the Celtics have as much chance of organic growth than maybe any team in the league right now. I mean, you look at that team. Tatum is coming back better. He'll be 25 next year. Jalen Brown, 26. He'll be better. Uh, off the bench, Peyton Pritchard, um, Grant Williams, Robert Williams, when he's not dragging around his knee, hmm. is going to be better. They do need to add something to that mix, preferably kind of a 6'6 to 6'9 perimeter player who can defend, make open jump shots. Those guys aren't everywhere. I understand that, but they need to find that uh, somewhere. But if they do, they'll come back next year nine or ten players deep and be every bit as good, if not better, than what they were this year. And they'll still be an elite defensive team. So I think the Celtics are in great position without making any substantial moves to be right back uh, in the finals next year. And what's the sense of uh, the the – the Warriors, because they did this without James Wiseman playing a single, single yeah. minute, and he was the first overall selection from a couple of years ago. Jordan Poole has just ascended. Andrew Wiggins looked the way that he looked, and the sense is Clay's going to be healthier, and Curry is like that fine wine. Could we be seeing uh, another dynastic run for this team? Do you think? Yeah, we might. We might at this point because. We're now, we're now kind of past the point of the Warriors kind of dangling some of their young pieces for uh, another star. I mean, I mentioned Bradley Beal. I guess that's certainly possible, but I don't even know if you do that if you're the Warriors right now. Because in order to make a deal like that happen, you needed to include a big salary. Well, that big salary is Andrew Wiggins, and you're certainly not trading him at this point. Andrew Wiggins, at 27 years old, is now part of that team's core. And a very big one when you consider he's now a 40-ish percent three-point shooter who defends everybody. They had a great series, or multiple series, really played really well against Luka Doncic and then shut down Jason Tatum in the finals. He is a part of that core. And, you know, Wiseman, he, what he can add will be great. He'll be kind of an heir to Kevon Looney, I think, with that team. Uh, you saw last year, Jonathan Kaminga showed he could play. Oh, yeah. right? he, he didn't play in the postseason, but... He's going to be ready, I think, next year. Chris, they have Moody sitting down. They have Moody on the bench, too, and they have uh, a general manager who's brilliant and owners who don't care about the luxury tax. They don't care. And, and by the way, Rich, I I see that a lot about the Warriors are willing to spend. Every NBA owner is willing to spend. Your team is worth like $3 billion at this point. You're not willing to spend. Just sell. Sell and get out um, and make a nice profit off of it. But the Warriors, yeah, with the Chase Center and – I think they're yeah. getting like $50 million a year from the patch on their jersey at this point. I mean, they're just pretty money uh, over there. So, so I, I, I'm, I, it, they're in a great position. Like, they've basically got, like, the Oklahoma City Thunder on their bench, right? They've got three lottery picks, including the former number two pick in Wiseman, just sitting there on the bench. So uh, they're going to be in a great position to kind of allow the stars on this team 
to have a more relaxed regular season, play like 30-ish minutes per game, go into the playoffs fresh with a rotation that's nine or ten guys deep of guys that can all play. So, yeah, like, you know, Golden State was telling everybody afterwards, we're, we'll be back next year. Oh, yeah. We know what we are. We know what we've got. And I see no reason to, to not believe that. That is a great team, potentially, for the next three or four years. And, Clay, and I'm just glad that Clay came through it healthy, not just, you know, with the minutes played, but also tripping over that, uh, that rut in the street with the cable car. I, I, will, I, will never, I will never criticize athletes for getting drunk at parades. I, I love it. <laughs> well, like, me too. Keep, keep at it. Me too. Have as many drinks as you can. Chris, uh, enjoy the draft. Uh, look for my call as uh, free agency hits. Thanks again, as Same always, time, for your Rich. time. Right back at you. Thank you so much. At... at SI Chris Mannix, I follow him. You should as well, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's take a break and clear out the phone banks. A lot of folks have been holding on based on what we started about an hour ago in the 38th anniversary of the Karate Kid. What is the fake sporting event that you would have most liked to attend? That's coming up. 844-204-RICH. Call us. we got a phone line open. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed it's that time of year people spring has sprung And that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. So, it is the 38th anniversary of the Karate Kid premiering in a theater near you. Technically, could be today, 38 years ago today. Uh, first time I fell in love with Elizabeth Shue, and it's been over and over and over and over again. I say that uh, uh, um, uh, fully aware that I'm saying it into a live microphone. <laughs> but I think many people uh, share that opinion. Yep. To quote um, Joe Rogan, I understand. Yes, I understand. you know, I, I was, you know, I, I was looking at babysitters uh, for a long time, going, "How come, you know, <laughs> right? You're Your not the same one in the same one in the like movie." Yeah. Um, okay, so we asked based on the the big finale, uh, the All Valley. What was it? What was the technical? What was it the All Valley Karate Competitive Tournament? I don't know what it was, yeah. but uh, spoiler alert: big crane kick. You asked, "What's the?" fictional sporting event you would most like to attend yep named a few of them i said i wanted to attend the uh i guess league championship series the pennant winning moment for the new york knights when roy hobbs destroyed the light tower uh i would love to have been there for that see all valley under 18 aha thank you sir so we asked you to 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 dive in and say uh what you'd like to 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 be uh wish you were there for let's go to tom in detroit first in first up what's up tom Hey, Rich, first of all, go blue, baby. Attaboy. Uh, um, also, um, I would have loved to have been sitting in the stands 
when the players came out of the corn at the Field of Dreams and saw Shoeless Joe Jackson. Mm-hmm. And, and the players that came out of that uh, corn, especially with the great, even though it's a fantasy, with the great Ray Liotta in that Oh in yeah, that movie. James Earl but, Jones uh, was there as well on talking yeah. about baseball, of course. Yeah, I grew up with a father who got the um, sporting news and could tell you what players were playing for major league teams and came from what minor league teams. He loved baseball that much. Love it. So my brothers and I all played baseball. So I would have loved to have played that or what's, saw that, uh, been there for that. I have to ask, Tom, what's going on in the background there? What's, <laughs> what's happening? Where, where, where are you? What do you got there? That is a uh, morning dove by the name of Stanley. Ah, <laughs> Stanley the morning dove. Likes calling yeah, into the Rich Eisen show, clearly. Thank you. He's a fantastic pet. They take about five minutes to clean, and he's a tremendous pet. Very good. Uh, say hi to Stanley for me. That's uh, Tom, I and, will, sir. Tom in Detroit chiming in. See, now, again, it's. I don't want to push back. I mean, is that an event? Mm. It's just a moment in a sports movie. The event is the game that's played after. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean... I don't know if I'd want to have attended that game that night. The traffic, as you know. I don't like dealing with traffic. And as you saw, Kevin Costner told us when he was here on the show a few years ago, that was a real traffic jam. That wasn't green screen. That was literally people in Iowa that they asked to come and be part of the event. And that was truly what they had lined up. But people aren't even going to think, Rich. They're just going to hand over $20 without even thinking. Clint in Atlanta, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Clint? What's up, Rich? Hey, Clint. First of all, I just want to say you have actually mentioned me before okay. in a sportscast. I was at Trinity High School in Weaverville, California. Uh, you were the sportscaster at KRCR. That's me. News wow. 7. <laughs> yes. I was, I was running track, and I was the mile and two-mile section <laughs> leader. Winner for that, for that year. And I, 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 I name-dropped you on my sportscast one night, huh? Yes, you oh did. Uh, you name dropped everybody that won at sectionals that year in that area, and I was I was one of them twice. Okay, fantastic. But, Good to chat with you again. <laughs> but I would like to say that the sporting event I would like to have been at just because it's so corny, but it's a great movie. I would have loved to seen Shane Footsteps Falco throw that pass <laughs> to his deaf tight end, Mister Murphy for the win to get the Washington Sentinels into the playoffs. New replacements, everybody. New replacements, yes, sir. For, Co- for Coach book. Gene Hackman? Book, right? Okay. I yep. like it. Coach Gene Hackman. Yes, very, very well done. Good to chat with you again. Thanks for the call. That's a good one right there. Nice. Everybody talks about Gene Hackman and Co- as Coach Norman Dale. If he was complaining about being on the set of that movie and making that movie as David Onspaugh, the director of that genius sports film Hoosiers like if he he told us that that Gene Hackman was you know uh difficult what what must he have been like on the set of the replacements by the way just thinking about the cabin that he was gonna buy perhaps after, uh, after <laughs> cashing the is, check for this that is this is the house this is the house <laughs> that the replacements built <laughs> yeah perhaps that's where he is retired right now is the, is the all-time great that he is Rob in Flint Michigan you're on the Rich Eisen show what's up Rob Hey, how's it going, boys? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I have to plug Mason Blue as well, of course. But uh, thank you. I do also have to comment that uh, you know, there's there's one clear game in a small town called Urbania, Ohio, where Rick Moranis's Little Giants took on the Cowboys. With uh, the debut of the play of the annexation of Puerto Rico. There you have it. You would like to have been there for that, huh? You wanted to see the annexation of Puerto Rico. You know, it's it's amazing, right? You you get that. And then also, who doesn't like to see the Cowboys lose? You know what I'm saying? Oh, very good. We appreciate that uh, broadside of Dallas Cowboys uh, fan, TJ Jefferson. You're going out the door. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. uh, Remember. The coach of the giant of the Cowboys on that team. Uh, I I we played. I, I, I'm not mistaken. The Carolina Panthers ran the annexation of Puerto Rico as a two point conversion play in an actual NFL game. And if I'm not mistaken, 
we broke many different rules of being able to use that video on the show by showing it to Ed O'Neill, correct? So, Didn't yeah, we do that think, once? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We showed that play to him. Ed O'Neill, who got cut in 1969 Steelers training camp by new head coach Chuck Knoll. So I got one for you. Yeah. In 1966, the city championship, Andrew Johnson High versus Polk High. Al Bundy scores four touchdowns. (laughs) You want to be there There for that one? That's what I'd want. I mean, I wasn't alive, but I'd love to be there. That's the fake. Well done, Jay. (laughs) That's the (laughs) fake sporting event you'd want to be part of. Well done. That's tremendous. Al (laughs) Bundy. By the way, he uh, beat his nemesis, Bubba Spare Tire Dixon, on that final drive. (laughs) (laughs) Who wouldn't want to be there for that? Polk High's best and brightest, Al Bundy, before he sat on a couch with his hands down his pants. (laughs) Hour number three, Michael Mando of Better Call Saul in studio. (laughs) Good job. You even sent the, the football card home. To be put up yeah, on the screen. Multitasking How about him providing his own answer uh, and <laughs> also, by the way, that was expert. That's expert the production leader. value that chair's not used to. Well, I mean, for you to come seeing, up with your idea, so. provide the production value to send to the guys at home, and also bring it up at the end of our heart out for our radio audience and, and get it in like that. Yeah, well, well done. I don't have everything ready. There he is. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> there he is. Um, let's go to Ray in Annapolis, Maryland. What's up, Raymond? Hey, Rich. How you doing today? Well, it's great. You sound like Del Tufo, right? <laughs> What's going on, Ray? You're not from Annapolis, are you? Originally. I am from Annapolis. Okay, great. Okay. I, I'm a little surprised I haven't heard about a team that was built to fail. A team of has-beens and never-will-bees owned by ex-showgirl Rachel Phelps. I would love to be at that Yankee one-game playoff in the old municipal stadium. Chanting wild Cleveland. thing? Chanting wild thing as uh, as he comes out of the pen? Is that what you're saying? Lots of drama hanging around that team. Lots of rumors hanging around that team yeah. around the Dorn, the Dorn allegations. It would, have been, it would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> well done, man. That would have been, you know, with Willie Mays Hayes leading off, right? <laughs> Very good. Appreciate the call. Thank you. You know what's amazing, too? Didn't the Indians suddenly become good just as Major League came out, right? With Kenny Lofton leading off. Oh, yeah. Just as they had Wesley Snipes be Jr. Like they literally put together. Carlos Baerga. Carlos Baerga, Albert, Joey Bell. Don't call me Joey Bell. Don't call me Joey. When did did Major League come out? What is the actual date? I feel like that's about 89. Because... I don't know. I think it might have been a little later. No? 89. 89. All right, because I remember I was in college when that came out, and the Indians were just about to get good right after that, right? Like, when did Kenny Lofton and the rest of Bayerga and the rest of them show up? It was mid-'90s. They had a great run of uh, World Series, playoff, lost World Series, lost ALCS in four years. Because I remember the Sports Illustrated cover the year I arrived in uh, Michigan was Corey Snyder and Joe Carter ready to take the Indians somewhere. And as you know, uh, that didn't happen. (laughs) Michael Mando of Better Call Saul coming up in studio.